0: Hello, this is the State Senate DFL podcast, Call of the Senate. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Call of the Senate. This is our weekly Senate DFL Caucus podcast to help introduce you to our members and talk about the issues of the day. I could not be more pleased to be joined by the Minority Leader, Senator Susan Kent of Woodbury, and by Assistant Minority Leader, Senator Melissa Franzen of Edina. We'll start with just some basic introductions. Uh, Senator Kent, you're the boss. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, the district you represent, and where you're from. Thank you,
0: Nick. Um, I'm Susan Kent. I uh, represent Senate District 53, which is uh, the cities of Woodbury, Landfall, and then parts of Maplewood and Oakdale. Um, starting my third term, Senator Franz and I started at the same time. And um, let's see, just really excited. My husband, Chris, is working uh, from home as everybody is these days. He's in the breakfast room and our son, Andrew, is here as well. We're just sticking together, trying to stay safe and, and get through this pandemic and keep getting some
1: good work done. Thank you, Senator Kent. I should mention for our listeners, Senator Kent was elected for the second time as our minority leader, and all of us are very excited to work with her. Now, the ever-popular Senator Melissa Franzen of Edina. Senator Franzen, I hope you don't mind introducing yourself to those very few Minnesotans who may not already know who you are.
2: You're so funny, uh, Senator Franz. I am Senator Melissa Franz, and I represent the lovely western suburbs. Just see, we cover both suburbs with Senator Kent and I, uh, Eastern M- M- Metro and West Metro, with uh, the communities of Edina, Bloomington, Eden Prairie, Minnetonka. I came in in 2012 as well with that election and served my first uh, session on the 2013. And I have two little kids. so that's the reason I am working from the office at the Capitol versus at home, um, even though I did that this morning and Senator Canto's witness to that of, of trying to keep the kids away from the screen, uh, because we are recording all our, our committee hearings and it's a juggle, but we're all in it together in terms of juggling,
1: working from home, virtual learning, etc., Thank you for that Senator Franzen. Thank you both. I'm glad to represent Senator District 19, which is uh, my hometown of North Mankato and then Mankato, St. Peter, uh, rural Nicollet County and parts of rural Blue Earth and Lesseur County. And with that, the 2021 edition of call of the Senate is off and running. So let's start our questions with Senator Franzen. Um, What do you see Senator as some of the top priorities for the Senate DFL caucus this session?
2: Well, that's a big question but we all know that this is a budget session so meaning that we set the budget for the next biennium and so that's going to be paramount and priority for our caucus to make sure that we uh, represent the voices of working people working minnesotans and that we make sure that we take care of people while we're still in the midst of this pandemic so i think those two things go hand in hand. I've served on health and human services for a lot of my time in the Minnesota Senate. I currently serve on the reform committee with Senator Abler. So I know there's gonna be a lot of work there including childcare, which is something that I'm really interested in as well. We know that without a foundation for childcare, we don't have an economy that works and opens up again because uh, we know that those are sectors and industries that are are really hitting, been hit hard with the pandemic and we rely on them to come back to full force as we expect Minnesota to, to come back to. So those are a few of the, of the issues. Of course, healthcare with the pandemic is a big issue with the, with vaccine. But I'm sure that Senator Kent will also chime in on, on some of the priorities for our caucus.
1: Why, that's a nice segue right there. Senator Kent, do you mind sharing with us some of your priorities for the session?
0: Absolutely, glad to. As Senator Franzen said, you know, the main focus this year is the budget because it is our budget year. We have to get a budget done um, for the next two years. And um, we're also obviously doing this um, with COVID still very much around us and affecting our families and um, our, our workplaces, our small businesses, our communities. So all of these things work together. You know, We know there are a number of things that we're going to have to continue um, looking at and trying to do to support people and, and help control the virus and to also make sure that we are minimizing the effects of it on, on people. Um, We also know that as we do this budget and we're looking ahead again, you know, the budget that we're going to work on right now is going to go for more than two and a half years is is how long it's going to last. So obviously things will be very different at the end of that time frame. So we have to be looking forward and making sure um, that we are we are doing things in a way that will help people get through the pandemic come out of it and then thrive into the future. And so that's a range of issues, you know, that is obviously education has been at the forefront. We know we've had challenges with education and our opportunity gap in Minnesota for years. And the pandemic has not only shined a bright light on those challenges, but also actually made them worse because of different access, like through broadband. Um, And then we all, and we know every single Minnesota child deserves a world-class education and Minnesota needs them to grow up and be a strong workforce like we've had for generations. Um, uh, Access to affordable healthcare is going to continue to be um, a a centerpiece, things like prescription medications, what Senator Franzen has worked on for a number of years. Uh, Climate change, we know, is one of the urgent pressing issues of our time. Uh, Senator French, you do a lot of work on that, so I'll let you do more talking about that, but everything from clean energy and the jobs that that can bring and um, a lot of great conversation recently about clean cars and what that can mean because Senator Franz and I have served on well, we all served on transportation together, right? lest I forget. Um, but transportation is one of is now the number one source of, of uh, emissions of greenhouse greenhouse gases. So we got to take a look at that. And then the issues of of just justice and equity and making sure that our system is working for everybody, that every single Minnesotan has a has a has a fair shot. And I particularly want to bring up, we did great work bipartisan. Um, work this past summer to do criminal justice reform. But we know that was just a first step. And um, I look forward to continuing to have those conversations and make sure we can, 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 can continue making important progress there.
1: Thank you very much to both of you. And it should be noted for our listeners, both these great senators serve on the Senate Finance Committee. I've always been impressed by the way the DFL Senate Caucus does look into the future and try to figure out how our budget impacts, not just where we are now, but where we wanna go. So thanks to both of you for that. Um, It's only fair that we point out that of the senators on this call, it is Senator Franzen, who's the most intimately connected with our childcare issues here in the great state of Minnesota, on account of she's the one that has the little kids. Um, okay. The topic of the day has uh, recently been the unrest. Senator, Senator Frentz. Yes.
0: Can I just take a point of privilege here and ask you to just, do you want to talk a little bit about um, energy, since you're our lead on energy and some of those issues and what some of those priorities might be?
1: I do, Senator Kent. I had actually written that down here, but was going to sneak <laughs> in, in later when um, nobody was paying any attention. Well, thank you. For that.
0: Just because you're hosting, it doesn't mean you're off the hot
1: seat. I guess so. It's going to be tough to come up with hosts in the future. Um, I am very glad to join my colleague, Senator torres Ray, and Senator Newton on the Energy Committee. And it is true that most Minnesotans want us to take some bold action on climate change. I was encouraged this week at the first meeting of the Energy Committee, the number of uh, testifiers who seem to acknowledge openly that we need to reduce carbon, I had expected Um, You know, being here in the Senate for a few years, you see the occasional disagreement, but there wasn't any to be heard, at least in the first meeting, about whether climate change is a priority. For the DFL Senate Caucus, our number one goal is to find strategies to decarbonize. That includes things like reforming the transportation sector to allow for the introduction of electric vehicles. By the way, this is good news for our utilities, co-ops and municipal electric companies who are gonna see an increased demand for electricity. And for those of us that represent greater Minnesota, um, we're able to talk to our farmers about how to put wind and solar on the land, which not only can provide them with some stable income, which they need as they sell commodities and those prices go up and down, but also has an element of tax-based improvement for the counties that those farms are located in. So I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks Senator Kent for teeing that one up for me. Now, if it is okay with the three Senator joint call of the Senate hosting committee, um, I was hoping each of you would comment on the unrest in Washington and how you see uh, the impact on our country and in particular, how it plays out for you here in Minnesota. Senator Franzen, I think it's your turn to start off. So um, what's your take on what happened in Washington and what should Minnesotans be looking to the DFL Senate caucus to for leadership on those issues?
2: Sure, thank you, Nick. And I, I think uh, each of us who are elected into office are really um, grappling with what happened on January 6th at the US Capitol and, and the five souls that we lost. and and trying to understand where it stems from. But at the very least, we all wanna condemn violence. And I think that's across the board um, throughout both political parties uh, in in the Minnesota Senate. That is not a a question. The question is, what are we going to do in terms of uh, of being more vocal about why this is happening and what can we do as elected leaders to stop it, frankly? And one of the things uh, we've introduced in the Minnesota Senate is a resolution to outright condemn the violence and acknowledge that we have a fair elections and that we've conducted a fair election across the country, particularly here in Minnesota, with integrity. And I think all elected officials should stand by that, and I certainly do, so that's why I introduced that, and I'm looking to my Republican colleagues to join us and and, and chime in. And, and maybe we just have to tweak some words, but at the end of the day, we should have a public statement uh, that we stand together uh, to decry uh, you know, what happened there and to hopefully never see that type of violence happen again and that type of insurrection that really uh, puts at, at risk the foundation of our democracy and, and what we expect of government. I came into politics, I'm a small business owner as well, I came from corporate uh, when I first ran. Uh, I think we need a stable economy and that happens when we have a stable, good government uh, to regulate pr- properly and, and to give us the parameters and the guardrails we need to be successful. And, and if uh, Minnesota thrives, the rest of the country thrives. So we are in it together and we should make sure that um, what we've seen here in Minnesota as well with some unrest and, and if you come to the Capitol right now, it's still in my term barricaded, it still has a fence around it. Uh, that's not something we wanna make permanent. And that is up to us to make sure that we bring peace and civility to the public discourse, something that is lacking right now and that we it's going to take all of us not just politicians it's going to take business owners it's going to take leaders of faith to to stand with us to make sure that we make this country and this state better for the next generation for my five and my four year old and hopefully for someday
1: my grandkids. Thank you, Senator Franzen, could not have said it better. And for those of you keeping score at home, I believe Senator Franzen's resolution is Senate resolution nine. I'm hoping to have the full Senate consider that very shortly, maybe even as soon as tomorrow's floor session. Thank you again, Senator Franzen. Senator Kent, no doubt you have some thoughts on the unrest in Washington and what we in Minnesota should be watching for and, and trying to do together.
0: Um, I first of all I just want to say I think um, Senator Franzen summed it up just beautifully. Um, this has been incredibly um, just difficult to sort of wrap our heads around. Um, it's it, as we record this today, it was exactly a week ago that this, I mean in like almost to the minute that this was starting. And um what's what I think has been interesting for myself and as I've listened to others um sort of learn more and process. It gets worse the more you learn and the more you think about it. Um, you know, this is it is historic. It is um, the violence itself was um, horrific. Uh, you know, the image of someone beating a Capitol police officer with an American flag. I'm never, I'm never going to forget that. And um, and all and, and and part of it. I mean, and I agree completely with everything Senator Franzen said. And I'm, um, you know absolutely um, condemn the violence and um, any form of violence is never a solution. Um, But we have to recognize that there are people in our country who have believed a lie that these elections were not fair, they were not legitimate, the outcome was not legitimate. It's ironic because they think, one place on the ballot wasn't legitimate, but the you know a whole lot of elected leaders are happy to th- know that it worked in their election <laughs> because they won on those exact same ballots. But this this misinformation that has been perpetuated to scare people, to rile people up, to turn them out, to do different things that has a consequence, and we have got to take that seriously, and we have got to stop doing that. We have got we that's why, as uh, Senator Franzen said, we need everyone to come together um, and, and speak out for the truth of what happened with our election. And I would just say, you know, there are those who say, um, you know, certain measures of accountability here are just divisive. And to me, we should not be divided over the truth. We should not be divided over our democracy. That's not a political debate. These are things that, that we can come together on and speak to the American people and to the people of Minnesota with a unified
1: voice. Well, thank you for that, Senator Kent. As usual, both these senators are nicer than I am. Here's what I hope to see. Uh, just like in junior high, when someone lies to you, you never forget it. And I hope Americans and Minnesotans will uh, take a little time to figure out who lied to them and to call them out and say the same things we said in seventh grade, which is you lied to me. And hopefully those that are um, uncovered as someone who lied will uh, pay the consequences. Again, just like in junior high, which is that people trust them just a little bit less and want them to be in charge just a little bit less. And I hope for that. I think um, our country's full of a lot of great people that can figure out the truth in most instances. Um, Another podcast, we can talk about social media. But now, um, I learned a trick in podcast hosting school, which is to segue away from a more serious topic for a minute and ask each of you, I believe it's back to Senator Kent's turn to go first. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about what you like to do when you are not working in the Minnesota Senate? How do you spend your free time? If you don't mind, just a brief description of, of what you're doing when you're away from the Capitol.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a great topic, Nick. Um, and it's hard to remember, because this has been a rather intense work year between COVID and um, all the important uh, conversations that we had in the wake of, of the killing of George Floyd. And then, of course, there was a, a little bit of a matter of an election and a campaign. Um, but no, I love to go out walking and hiking with my family. We're here in Woodbury, we're just so fortunate to be surrounded by so many parks and trails, and we just love to get out there. And enjoy it um any any weather and then um uh we have a place up on the north shore that we love to go to to just sort of get that beautiful change of scenery here in minnesota and uh enjoy some time away with with each other
1: cool thank you for that senator franzen i know you never get any free time but if you did get it where would you enjoy spending it
2: well similar to senator kent we have a retreat out in finland minnesota so we kind of our neighbors up north and we just have this uh Great space we share with other families uh, that we uh, spend time with our kids, disconnected from reality, although now we have broadband and and fiber up there. So, you know, we we can work from the cabin, but we resist. Uh, And we have family in Little Falls in that area. And my one of our fondest memories with before kids and now with kids is going to a family cabin in Mound, uh, Lake Mound in Bertram, which is close to St. Cloud and and kids just love it love jumping on the lake and and again loving the outdoors and 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 instilling that in our kids whether it's fishing right now we just last weekend started skating classes for the first time ice skating and um we're gonna go on the skiing piece and i'm gonna have to i grew up in puerto rico so i grew up with waves (laughs) and surfing and all that and um I'm going to have to take some downhill skill, um, ski classes because I can do cross country, but I'm, I still feel like I'm going to die downhill, but, um, our kids are going to learn all of that. And I'm going to follow right behind them. So, or maybe they'll pick me up, (laughs) but those are things that we like to do be outdoors, spend time with the family. Uh, and my kids are two little boys, Philip and Arthur, and they're just full of energy. So I really don't have a lot of free time other than my time when I'm not staring at my phone is with them.
1: (laughs) Well, I uh, I love both those answers and I hope you get a little more free time as we go through the session. I know there's not much, but we all have to enjoy it. Uh, Senator Kent, uh, we love to walk outside and hopefully get to do some of that. And Senator Franzen, all four of our adult, now adult children went through youth hockey. When I hear skating lessons, I think a 200 mile drive to spend three days in a hotel to watch the kids play. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. It's quite the journey, especially in Edina. If you get those kids in hockey forever, will it dominate your path?
2: Well, I'm getting closer. I'm I'm, I'm looking into a minivan. So that kind of goes with the theme, right?
1: (laughs) Don't get me started. Uh, Listen, thank you for letting us see the lighter side. The, the last topic I was hoping you'd be willing to share with me has to do, um, you know, with this session, uh, racial equity, police reform, and what what you'd like to see accomplished. And I think our listeners want to know, what bills will you be bringing forth? What does your caucus want to see accomplished? And how can we, uh, as the public, expect to see this kind of unfold, in your opinion, given that the DFL is in the minority in the Senate? I believe we're back to starting with Senator Franzen.
2: Well, another big question, Senator Friends, and I, I think it's seeing things in policy with a lens of inclusivity. So it's not just about ethnic minorities and people of color and and all the you know the different languages. It's it's really like you said, you know, we've got to take care of rural Minnesota and greater Minnesota. It has different needs than suburban Minnesota or metro Minnesota. So how do we take an issue of vaccination, for instance? That's something that we're dealing with right now and making sure everybody has access to them. And we know, you know, the discrepancies in healthcare system across our, our state. So that's just an example of of how do we use inclusivity and, and equity in terms of, of our decision making, making sure that we see how our policies are going to impact different communities across our state, Uh, knowing that if Minneapolis thrives, so does the rest of the state in terms of a a big hub for tax revenue. I also represent Bloomington. I don't represent Minneapolis. I have a business in Minneapolis, so I, I have a stake in making sure Minneapolis thrives as well. But Bloomington, for instance, which is part of my district, has the airport. It has the Mall of America. It's such a big hub, a huge hospitality hub that feeds the rest of, of our state in terms of people coming to visit. So, making sure that every community is looked upon with uh, with that lens of what it, what do you need and how can our state do a better job um, providing for it.
1: Thank you for that, Senator Kent. What do you think?
0: Well, I agree. You know, one of the things that I think has been a real eye opener for a lot of Minnesotans is to recognize that not everybody feels safe necessarily in their communities. And um, I think that is an important goal is to make sure that every Minnesotan, no matter who they are, that they feel safe and are safe in their communities. Um, you know, and so there are a few ideas that we continue to talk about that we think would be helpful in this whole area of equity and and, and public safety and criminal justice. Um, for example, um, Funding for community-based public safety uh, programs, you know, because we know that some of these problems really could be addressed earlier. Senator Franzen has done a lot of really great work in um, the the youth justice area um, and getting kids literally, when they start going a little off the straight path, you know, give them an opportunity to learn and to, to, to find a different direction. Things like that. Um, Also, um, making sure that we have protections against retaliation for officers who report bad conduct of other officers. Um, And uh, let's see, I'm trying to think about cash bail reform. It's another one that has been a real um, source of inequities. And restore the vote. Um, I had a a panel with my local League of Women Voters a few days ago and we had a long conversation about this. Minnesota um, for a variety of reasons tends to have shorter Um, Prison sentences and longer probationary time. And what that means is you have a long period for people left in limbo. And that's just not right. Um, And so, what we ought to do is give them the opportunity to be fully participating citizens. And that helps them be more invested in the communities. We know from the data that that is the case. And so, these are just a handful of things that we think could make a difference to make sure that we can continue doing this important work in criminal justice
1: reform. Well, thank you for that, both of you. Senator, can't you get the trophy for specificity? We said, what are the specific bills? And she went right through them, didn't she? I failed. No, you got an A, but she got an A plus. Teamwork. I'll take it,
2: We, we make a good team.
1: Sure do. And we have a caucus that across the board is proud of our efforts on equity. I've said since I was much younger, Democrats are for working men and women and they're for equality. Uh, racial equality, gender equality, and equality of opportunity. And I'm looking forward to working with both of you and everyone else in the caucus going forward this session. So if I recall our beloved Senator Jeff Hayden's closing, he would always say to the guests, um, thanks very much. Would you mind making a couple closing remarks for our listeners and then we can wrap it up. Uh, I believe we're back to Senator Kent.
0: Well, I just, Nick, I think you were right on. When I think about our caucus, we have a, a bunch of really wonderful new members from across the state. Uh, we have such a diverse caucus. We have um, almost half women now, which is um, a, a good mark, and um, and uh, six members of the Posse Caucus. And so, you know, we, and people from across the state, whether it's right in the center of Minneapolis and St. Paul, the suburbs, and, across, and all corners of the state. So um, this is a great team of very committed, dedicated, hardworking people that I am just so excited to be working with, as well as with both of you.
1: Well done. Bravo. Two in a row. Thank you, Senator Kent. Senator Franzen.
2: Well, just briefly, I think
1: we will overcome what we're going through as a nation, as a
2: state. I think we're resilient just as little kids are. Uh, we've had tough moments in our history, but we've seen how we rose into the occasion. I think we will. I just think people need to believe in themselves. Like I tell my... Little kids um, to believe in themselves and try their best. Um, it's our moment to try our best to be better citizens, better neighbors, better listeners. And, and to that effect, um, we will make better decisions and, and do a better job for our state. Um, we can disagree without being disagreeable, one of my mentors has always told
1: me. Well, thank you, Senator Franz. And for my, my take, I would just say the DFL Senate Caucus is very proud to have strong membership from Minneapolis St. Paul from the suburbs and from greater Minnesota. And I am very excited about the things we're gonna do this session. To our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we hope to bring you a Call of the Senate episode with new members and new topics throughout the session. Wanna give a special thanks to Senate DFL Media uh, for hosting this and also give a quick nod to our colleague, Senator Fong Her, who was also an assistant minority leader, but could not join us. And with that, I would just say, thanks everybody. Have a great afternoon. Thanks to my guests. Senator Melissa and of Dinah and Senator Susan Kinn of Woodbury. I'm literally clapping for you both. There it is. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Call of the Senate. Please visit our website, SenateDFL.mn, or connect with us on social media with the handle at SenateDFL. Thank you.